Welcome to Mutterings from a Bald Guy. This is a podcast. It's a family and Christian perspective podcast. This show is for any parents or parents of children and those seeking to be encouraged in their walk with Christ. Hey, look, friends, there's no fabrication. All the talk here is real and current. All right. Welcome to Mutterings from a Bald Guy. Look, so excited that you are joining. Don't forget to subscribe to this show on Apple, Google, or Spotify. You can also go to the website that I will link in the show notes here uh, to go to the actual Simplecast website if you'd like to listen from there. But look, this is my hope is that this podcast will be um, audio sermons from all the sermons that I preach to be an encouragement to you, a blessing to you, and also to have some spots here and there, hopefully every other week, of some current events, things happening. Speaking of current events, wow. Isn't the media changing? Isn't things changing with COVID-19 daily, hourly? It seems to be every second I look online or turn on my phone, there is something new going on. Look, I wanted to encourage you today. I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, I am coming from a perspective of a Christian, a a husband, a father, and a pastor. And so I've noticed... You know, none of us have had to navigate through this. And so this is something new. This is something very fast acting. And churches overnight have had to change the way they do things. And so I'm I'm here to kind of share some of the th- these things with you, encourage you, and just really connect with you. You know, I just came back from men's conference in Homa, Louisiana. Shout out to First Baptist Church of Homa, Pastor Steve Fulmer. And so, you know, I went to see Johnny Hunt Conference, and I took seven guys from from Virginia, and we made it back. You know, when we left, things weren't that bad, but then three days, two days later, you know, we thought our flights were going to be canceled and we were going to have to find a way to get back. And so this is how fast things are happening. And one thing I want to say, one thing I've realized is I've noticed just how small and not in control I am. You know, one of the things I've been encouraged to do lately is really just trust the elected officials that are in charge. For instance, Let's say they're all full of baloney and they don't know what they're talking about, hypothetically. Shouldn't we as Christians do our duty to do what's right anyway? Because the faith we have in God brings out our goodness that we have towards other people. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because it's an interesting conversation to have right now, especially amidst this time that we're in. Parents are having to homeschool their kids. Teachers are closing up their classrooms, not knowing when they're going to go back to school. I mean, there's talk about it being July, August. There's talk about it being April, May. I don't think anyone really knows. So this brings us to an interesting place in society. Who do we trust? What is trust? What is truth? How do we get the truth? These are all questions I think we've come in contact with. Exactly what do we do? And how do we filter through all these bits of information that tell us one thing and then another piece of information tells us another? What do we do? It's difficult. I've been struggling with it. I'm sure you have been struggling with it. But I do have this, and I know this to be true. The scripture states that we are to trust the government. The government's actually placed there by God. You know, whether or not we like our current party, it's still placed there by God. And as a Christian, we have a duty to respect that and a duty to follow that, unless it hinders the word of God. have to be clear on that. Now, let's talk about the greatest generation for a moment, because we've been hearing that in the news media. 
greatest generation would be my grandfather, who just passed away a few days ago, and I'm very grateful he's at peace now and not suffering. My family can't even have a burial for him because of the bans with social gatherings. So this is something new. Never once would have anyone thought that you die and not be able to have a respective funeral. It's a different time we live in today. It makes you wonder, how long will this last? What will it be like in a week? What will it be like in two weeks? I think the best thing we can do is to form community around one another and trust God in the process. But my grandpa's generation, the greatest generation, he fought in the war. He fought in the war that gives me the freedom I have today. He told me war stories. You hear on the news media of all this generation being at risk for the coronavirus. So let's hypothetically say, you know what? They're really not at risk. What they're telling me is a lie. Don't we as the younger generation have a responsibility to protect those who fought for our freedom today? Let, let me just pose another thought. Whenever my grandpa was in the war, you can read stories of this. And it's really been brought to light through this whole coronavirus pandemic. Did you know that the women and the men who did not get drafted at home would plant their own gardens to where they didn't have to go to the market and buy food so there wouldn't be a food shortage for those overseas fighting? Did you know that they preserved gas so that way there was fuel for the war? You know, these people sacrificed their wants and desires and their comfortability for those fighting for the freedom we have. So let me ask you a question. If you have the ability, some, some people don't have the ability, but if you have the ability to stay home mostly for the next few weeks, why not do it? Why not do it? Like we have an opportunity to be considered the great, greatest generation point too, that we love our elderly, that we love those who are older, that we love those and respect those and honor those who went before us. Why not just play our duty and do what is right? Because we as Christians with a Christian perspective on this current state should be doing what's right for a fellow man, whether or not the information we're getting is true. So why not just do what's right? And pay back the people who fought and who sacrificed for us to have what we have today. Now, there's another important note that I wanted to share with you is this idea of the virus. Now, we all know what a virus basically is. It's something that attaches to the inside of our bodies through its agent that basically attaches onto us and it, it breeds and it, it grows within us. And so a virus essentially doesn't want us to die. A virus wants us to live so it can live. Think about sin. Think about sin in your life. Think about sin in other people's lives. The sin in my life I think about. Isn't that what sin does? It comes in and it latches on. And if we don't find a remedy right away, it overtakes us. And it's harder and harder and harder to stop it. Look at the pandemic right now. Look at all the cases that's happening. It's harder and harder to stop this virus the longer time goes on. Now, I'm confident. I believe that our government, praise the Lord, has been doing the best they can with bans, travel bans, gathering bans. And I, I hope and I have been praying fervently that within a week, two weeks, we'll start seeing this thing climax and it'll die down and we can go back to normal life. But what about sin? Isn't sin the same? See, there's a remedy for sin. We haven't quite found the remedy for coronavirus. But see, there's a remedy for sin, and that remedy is Jesus. 
You see, because Jesus came and died in our place so that we can have freedom from sin. A sin that overtakes us, a sin that causes death and suffering and remorse and guilt and shame. Jesus took that and we can trust in him and be redeemed from it. Now, I think there's another interesting thing to note during this current situation that we're in. I've been encouraged. I've been encouraged to see many people, many pastors, many leaders, shutting down their businesses, shutting down their churches to care for those who are vulnerable. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Praise God, we still live in a world that cares for other people. I am so encouraged by that because it is so easy to listen to the mainstream media and think that everybody is way off. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to hear that, and I'm so glad to see it. I know for me, being a millennial, you know, millennials get a lot of unfair treatment these days. And it's interesting because most of millennials are not what people claim millennials are. (laughs) It's just the millennials in the big cities that really uh, get the media press. Let's do what's right, folks. Let's do what's right. Stay home the best we can. And if you do have jobs, do your job and go home. Go to the grocery store, get what you need. I know I just went to the local grocery store the other day and they were completely out of meat. So it seems like there's going to be a lot of people having some good meat these next couple of weeks. And I couldn't find toilet paper. Granted, I have a family of six. And so, you know, typically a family of six needs toilet paper. So I went to the local store and there was only like three packages left. So I grabbed two because two packages would last us one week. And I say, you know what? Someone else is going to need that one package. I know. I'm doing my Christian duty. I'm doing what's right. Leaving people toilet paper, never would I have thought that that would be a Christian duty, but it is today. So I want to talk about churches a little bit, and I want to encourage you, if you're part of a church, and if you're not part of a church, look, I'll give you the link to Facebook Live, which will happen this Sunday at 10 a.m., I am a pastor at Buffalo Baptist Church here in Buffalo Junction, Virginia, and we're going to have a service, a live service in my basement. It's going to be great. It's going to be so great. We're going to have it set up. It's going to be nice. We're going to have worship. We're going to have preaching, and I hope that you can join us. Maybe your church is doing something different. See, we had to go to a live service overnight. Had to figure it out, had to figure out how we're going to get good connection, what's going to happen. There's churches all over this nation trying to meet digitally. So what I want to say is thank you for social media. Thank you for online. Thank you for live stream because now these platforms actually get to be used to spread the gospel message as they were being used, but now they're being used at a much higher level, especially last Sunday and this Sunday. See, churches are changing their dynamic overnight. I created a BBC online community. And basically what that means is it's a way for us to connect together without actually meeting physically. The questions brought up, well, how is this going to change church for the future? And I think it's going to change church for the future for the better. And I'm encouraged by that. I'm also encouraged by scripture. You know, that's one thing we can trust in. We can trust in the word of God from God. And I just, I love the fact that scripture brings hope and peace and light in this perspective that we're in. And I just wanted to share with you 
Matthew chapter, well, that's not the right chapter. Hang on, I'll get there. There we go. Matthew chapter 7, verses 25 through 34. For this reason I say to you, Jesus says, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly... The Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, I had the opportunity to go on for a run yesterday, and it's interesting because it has been years since I've ran without headphones, and... I went out yesterday and I was just having trouble. I was having trouble finding my shoes. I was having trouble finding my headphones and all the all the rest. So I finally just went out and said, you know what? I'm just going to run without headphones. And so I did. And it was great. It was so great. And in that run, usually when I run, I hear from the Lord. It's just my time with him. And it's just a special place um, that I go to whenever I want to retreat. And so during that run, I just really sensed the Lord speak to me. And there's a couple of things that happened. The first one was I confessed my fear to him. I confessed my inability to control my circumstances. And I confessed my sin and in, in trusting in man and systems and financial security instead of him. Now, maybe that's you. Maybe it's not you. But I wanted to tell you that because maybe it might help you. Maybe it might encourage you. See, I believe God wants all of us. God desires all of us. And I believe that we can place our burdens upon him, that we can trust him, that we don't have to worry about today. We can worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes. We focus upon the moment, the present with him. You know, although God does say he's the great I am, not the great I was, and not the great I will be. And there's another scripture I want to share with you. It's Matthew chapter 10. I'm sorry, it's Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 25 and ending in verse 30. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, I hope that gives you hope. That gives me so much hope to know that I can rest all my burdens and my stress and my anxiety in the Lord Jesus and he will take them. Hey, place your burdens and your stress in the Lord Jesus today. Trust him, love him. 
search for him, seek his face, fall on your knees before the Lord, read the word of God. Hey, there's a couple of pointers I want to encourage you to do during this time. The first one is spend time with family. Do do something with your family. Have fun with them. You know, I've taken advantage of this. There's a couple of things I needed to do just getting things set up for Sunday on my computer. But starting tomorrow, I'm going to be able to spend a lot more time with my kids and so and, and my wife. And I'm super excited about that because usually I'm pretty busy during the week. And then we have usually we have like Friday and then half a day Saturday together. Um, but this is an opportunity to really grow with my family. And I hope that you take that same opportunity. Another thing is to when you wake up in the morning, read the word of God. Read the Word of God. Soak in the Word of God. Before you look at social media, before you look at the latest news update, before you look at the CDC and the numbers of cases in each state of coronavirus, read the Word of God. It will place you in the proper perspective and trajectory for the day. Read the Word of God. The third thing I want to say is love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Do what is right. Do what's asked of you by our government. Be smart, be willing to comply, and we'll get through this together. Hey, let's be the people that God has called us to be by loving each other. You know, Jesus did say the world will know that we're with him when we love each other the way that he loves us. Let me pray before we leave, and I'll leave you with a couple of things. Heavenly Father, you are so great and so mighty. And Father, I pray right now for the person listening to this podcast, God, that you would ease their mind and give them peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Father God, that you would guard their minds and their hearts with the peace of Christ. Lord, in the great name of Jesus, we pray that this virus would subside and, Father, that you would protect our elderly and those with compromised immune systems, those who are young, those who are pregnant, and, Lord, seeking uh, wisdom and trying to figure out what they're going to do during this time as their due dates are coming up. Father, give them peace and comfort in this time. God, I pray in the great name of Jesus that we would bless each other, that we would be a guiding light to each other, that we would abide by the government you placed in front of us, Lord, that we would be obedient to you through them. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the hope and the peace that we have through him. Thank you for social media. Thank you for online, God. We know that Satan tries to get his foot in everything, but Lord, we thank you for online that we can connect with our churches and with the people we love this way. Father, Give us what we need in this time. We are so in desperate need of you. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple of things really quick, my friends. So excited to be back with you. I cannot say that enough. I have a huge smile on my face, although you can't see me. A couple of things. First thing, make sure to subscribe so you can get the, the episodes that I upload right away. And also remember, 10 a.m. this Sunday, this Sunday, is going to be the live service stream from Buffalo Baptist Church. If your church is doing a live stream, please watch their live stream. This is for you who attend Buffalo Baptist Church or who are, don't have a church home and are checking out churches. This is a perfect opportunity for you for me to introduce myself to you, for you to see me. You'll also see Josh, our youth pastor, and really connect with you. So that's 10 a.m. You can go to buffalobaptistchurch.org. That's buffalobaptistchurch.org. Just click the link in the show notes. Or you can go to our Facebook page at Buffalo Baptist Church. That's Buffalo Baptist Church Facebook page in Buffalo Junction, Virginia. Hey, love you. 
praying for you. And please know that I'm here rooting for you.